All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening? Happy holidays, everyone. It's Monday, December 19th. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you at the Gold Muzzy, where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And as you see, no Jay Rosehill today. He's working his fire job, but rest assured, he will be being on this show. He will be here in, in mere moments from now. Another installment of Three Hits with Rosie. Another award-winning production, by the way. I'm telling Rosie he is getting better and better with these. Just wait for this uh, symphony that he put together in about five minutes from now. Tough revenge night on Saturday for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ilya Samsonov makes his return to D.C. and the Capitals subsequently smother the Maple Leafs. No goal for Alex Ovechkin. Michael Bunting's 10-game point streak came to an end. And, and of course, Samsonov loses in his return, although he did exact a bit of revenge Earlier on this season, 5-2, a full recap is coming your way. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review uh, wherever you're checking us out. And uh, don't forget to visit LeafsNation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to it later on in the show. And uh, in about 10 minutes from now, Greg Linelli, game day host on the Tampa Bay Lightning Radio Network, will drop by. Big game coming up tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena. It's the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And suddenly Tampa's starting to surge a bit up the standings. They're three points back of the Maple Leafs with a couple games in hand. So we'll get to that big 
uh, meeting coming up tomorrow night again with Greg Lanelli in about 10 minutes from now, the second of three between the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning this season. A couple weeks back, if you do recall, um, Alex Kaloran scored the OT winner, a 4-3 win for Tampa back at Amelie Arena. So that should be another good one. It seems like every time the Leafs and Lightning get together, it's a spirited affair, whether it be in seven games in the Stanley Cup playoffs or in the regular season. I think they're two evenly matched teams, and we'll see what happens uh, in the springtime as well. So Rosie's coming up. Greg Linnelli's coming up. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. So as referenced, a 5-2 win for the Washington Capitals on Saturday. The Ovechkin watch was on, and he didn't score. Quite frankly, I don't think he was a big-time factor. The in general did a good job with him, but they, they had no answer for the back end. You see the statistics right there. Trevor Van Riemsdyk scores. And how about Eric Gustafson? This guy came into the game, hadn't scored in 32 straight games, and all of a sudden he explodes for a hat trick. Only against the Maple Leafs does that seem to happen. Uh, I just thought in general, there was a lot of what we saw early on in the season, the turnovers, the muffins, if you will. Defensively speaking, the Leafs were a bit lackluster in the game. It's something we've seen at bits and points throughout this season. But as mentioned before, like you're not going to have it every game. I thought the Leafs were okay in the first period. thought they were excellent in the second period and the third period. Uh, the backbreaker to me was the goal like 10 seconds in and another giveaway. I believe it was by Michael Bunting and... From there, I thought the Capitals sailed. They played a pretty decent game against them. And Charlie Lindgren, um, you see there, makes 34 saves in that game. I, I thought he was really, really dialed in, specifically again in the second period where the Leafs had some really, really good opportunities. And you need your goaltending to step up sometimes. Um, I, I think Ilya Samsonov in general had his struggles on Saturday. But how many times have I said that this season, right? Like he's been an impeccable story. So you got to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Toronto just didn't have it. and. When you lose back-to-back -back games in regulation for the first time and you're approaching Christmas, you're doing something right. Um, so I'm not really taking much stock in what the Leafs have put together the last couple games. They really struggled again, certainly on Broadway and the same type of conversation on Saturday against the Washington Capitals. Some bright spots, again, Michael Bunting, 10-game point streak ends. I thought he had a couple good looks in that game. Uh, they went to that five-man power play unit, too. I wasn't crazy about it. Of course, bunting on it. They took Sandine off. I don't know. I, I just think it's a defensive liability, and I understand what they're trying to do. It's not like Toronto's power play has been great or anything as of late. So, like, you want to mix it up. And I, I've mentioned time and time again, like, now's the time where you reconfigure and, and, and change the look and investigate and trials and tribulations uh, what what you can do with your lineup but I, I wasn't crazy about it and only time will tell I know in the second period they didn't come out with it in the third we saw it again I think they're going to throw some different looks and especially as they get healthier when Morgan Riley comes back I don't think it'll be a thing anymore but I think if for Sheldon Keefe there's no harm in trying is uh, you know especially with all the points that the Leafs have racked up the last little while so nothing against that Connor Timmins the three game point streak five apples in that time frame I think certainly right now he's exceeded my expectations as to what I expected as him, um, you know, as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think the conversation has already started. Once this team gets healthy, does Connor Timmins factor back into that lineup, even with Morgan Riley back? You know, I don't think Jake Muzzin's clearly coming back at some point in time this season. So I think there will be a roster spot for Timmins. But at, at the very least, it opens up a new can of worms and a new conversation as to what they can do with their back end. And ideally, what this team should target, you know, by the trade deadline, where the conversation a couple of weeks back was they need one defenseman, they need two defensemen. And now we're talking about Ryan O'Reilly, we're talking about a winger, we're talking about a center. 
and we're talking about perennial stud up front. So it's uh, it's amazing how quickly the conversation and narrative has shifted for maybe even a couple of weeks back. But certainly a lot of positivity in Leafsland, and it should feel that way too. Another big week coming up. Uh, they have Philadelphia on Thursday in the next gen game, two Eastern start times. So note the start time for that one. And of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning are coming up on Thursday or on Tuesday night, tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena. Again, Greg Lanelli, game day host in the Tampa Bay Lightning Radio Network, will drop by in about five, six minutes from now. But for now, the feature presentation every time he's not here. I know you guys love this. Uh, here's three hits with Rosie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very somber edition of Three Hits with Rosie. Our beloved Toronto Maple Leafs have dropped two in a row, and now we will slide into an abyss of negativity, tearing this team down to its foundation as usual. Or we could rise, step outside, and realize the sun has risen, and nobody is dead relax everyone they dropped two freaking games who cares this big point streak that's been going on for weeks and weeks it's over good i'm tired of talking about it mitch marner's little streaky poo is over good he's tired of talking about it let's move on with that it was a month and a half of incredible hockey beautiful guess what no one plays that kind of shit forever not ever Every team in the world, Stanley Cup winner, Dynasty, I don't care. They go through their little lulls. Let's not turn this Toronto Maple Leafs two-game slide into a lull of negativity. We're too good for that. We've done too much to go to that place. Number two, our tendies. Did Ilya Samsonov play very good on Saturday? No, he didn't. The first two were weak as shit. He'd be the guy to admit that first, says, I didn't play good enough. I need to have those goals. I want them back. Hey, that's sports, baby. That happens all the time. He's fourth in goals against average in the entire league. He's fourth in save percentage in the entire league. Matt Murray's right there around the top 10 in all those statistics as well. Our goaltending duo is still phenomenal. Our goaltending duo is still deadly. And our goaltending duo is still going to get us very, very, very deep in this season. Don't forget that or lose fact or lose sight of that due to the fact that they dropped two bloody games out of what 15 that they were on an absolute tear for settle down relax don't make the problem worse mountains out of molehills do nothing for this organization that's proven number three what's the future hold tuesday we're holding a game against the tampa bay lightning the tampa bay lightning have been one of the few teams to beat us in the last few weeks they beat us last time we played us they beat us out of the playoffs last year they have been a little bit of a thorn in our sides in this division and it is a Perfect time for these Maple Leafs to take everything that they have garnered over the last little run that they have been on, setting point streaks, setting all kinds of things, having all the media and all the NHL talk about them. Great. I'm glad it's over. Let's start another something special here before this little Christmas go with the Tampa Bay Lightning beating them. How? Getting our big boys scoring the way they are, having our defense come together and playing a team defense first mentality that includes the forwards in our D zone and shutting down the opposition and our tendies will get back to playing the way they have been. It's not a little slip up like we just had that's going to derail this thing. It's too good. It's too big. It's too strong. Everyone out there, relax. Don't do the typical Leafs Nation thing and start getting ahead of yourselves with the sky is falling mentality. This team is good. We're good. Everyone has a little blip on the radar. That's all it is. Tuesday is going to be a big showing. I can't wait. Back to you, Nikolai Alberga.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Again, I, I think I can confirm that he does not smoke a bowl before these things, but my fucking goodness, that is gold. Uh, absolute gold there from Rosie. Um, just the dedication, the passion. I even sense some Paul Bearer, if you're a wrestling fan out there, the Paul Bearer at the beginning was something special too with the whole hood situation there. But uh, again, that's Jay Rosehill piping in after back-to-back -back regulation losses here for the Maple Leafs as they get set to host the Tampa Bay Lightning coming up on Tuesday night. Speaking of which, so happy to bring in my buddy, game day host in the Tampa Bay Lightning Radio Network. It's my guy, Greg Lanelli. G, what's going on, buddy? What's up, my man? How are you? I'm fantastic. First and foremost, did you peep the lightning jersey behind Rose Hill in that video? Was that planned? Do you think? Was that planned? Uh, I tell you what, I, that no. was the first time. I, that was the first time I've seen that that feature, and a little scary, but it was it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's so 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 to start the conversation. Rosie's newly into media. Um, I I think he's hitting the ball out of the park. Obviously, when you work with a professional yeah. broadcaster like me, that certainly helps. But yeah, like he's got the personality, man. And you've worked with a lot of players in your day. Once you get that personality out of them, man, they're gold, aren't they? They they really are. We are, for the Lightning Radio Network, we're starting to use Brain Coburn a lot. Yeah. And just once they get excited and they feel comfortable in their surroundings, you want athletes to be up front and tell you the real stories. And he's doing that. So I, I can always appreciate when you get some honesty and some passion together it's it's pretty sweet yeah it's a good thing and certainly we're looking forward greg to this matchup tomorrow night against Tampa Bay lightning uh what's been happening uh with the bolts the last little, a little while i know vasilevsky's starting to find his game and they're feeling much better about life and they got sorelli back recently that first game against the leafs he's been dynamite and the thing about sorelli is now he is allowed the bottom six to be a 
a lot more productive. It's not a coincidence they looked really good once he came back because he's fit in really well. What's interesting, though, is the dynamic here, Nick, is that there was a little bit of a debate when Sorelli would come back, who would be the second line center, who would be in that top six. Nick Paul has just continued to elevate his play. He has stayed on that second line. Sorelli goes to the third. And all of a sudden now, that third and fourth line, they're a little bit better. So he's been fantastic. I think the goaltending actually, when they were struggling early on, allowed them to keep their head above water. And then you take a look at the standings right now, Nick, and you say, okay, well, look, the Lightning probably were where they are to be expected after a little bit of a slow start. So Sorelli coming back has been fantastic. The goaltending has been really good. And I'll tell you who else has been solid. It's kind of solidified a little bit of that back end has been Ian Cole. Ian Cole, he's not Ryan McDonough, but Ian Cole has helped offset that loss to a degree. And then you've got guys like Zach Bogosian, who's filled in. Leafs fans know him pretty well. And uh, Hayden Fleury's come in and has given them some solid minutes. So all of a sudden, the Lightning have found themselves with a lot of depth. And I'm not sure many people anticipated that when the season began. I don't know. Like, are we surprised? At least I'm not here in Toronto. They just always seem to find these hidden gems. Um, the opposite of that, of course, is Victor Hedman, who's been a stallion in this league for many years. Uh, I think he'd be the first to tell you he had a, a slow start. But what have you made of Hedman's game the last little while? It's getting better, and I don't think it's a coincidence they're starting to pair him with Nick Perbix, youngster who's come in and is just a defensive defenseman. I think, you know, when you look at Hedman's career, Nick, He's had Strawman and Ruta, Jan Ruta, basically as his defense pair. Now, both those guys obviously aren't with the team here, and it took a little bit of, I think, of an adjustment to find who was going to play with him. Right now, it's Perbix. I think Hedman's starting to round into form, which is a good thing here in the last couple of weeks. So I think, yes, there's another level for him to get to, but I think the last week or so is a pretty good indication, I think, that he is approaching that right now. Yeah, no, we expect that every year, especially after the year he just had 85 points. Hedman was everywhere. Strong postseason. This guy's always just an absolute beast for this team. So I was just asking from a fantasy perspective because he was struggling point production-wise. Sure. But again, this team is really, really finding its way. Uh, another guy who's really stood out. I, I don't know what Julian Breesball has on the other GMs in this league, but they always seem to find these guys. Brandon Hagel. Next thing you know, you're like, yeah. what? 26 points in 30 <laughs> games, and he's got the attachment right. of Kucherov in point right now, right? That's true. And so if you believe in confidence, and that's really a, a huge factor in an athlete performing, Hagel would be exhibit number one. He talked about this last year. He just never felt completely comfortable coming over in the trade. And it showed. Got a lot of chances scoring-wise, just couldn't finish. This year, put on that first line, and for whatever reason, it's clicked. Now, he's got elite speed, so that helps when you're playing with Kucherov and Point. You really don't have to do much. Go in, do the dirty work. Those two guys, you put your stick down on the ice, Nick, you're probably going to get a point every game if you do things correctly. And I think that's what's starting to happen. We're seeing the finishing ability. And then playing with Kucherov in point, I think, has allowed him to pick up some points. And his confidence as an, is at an all-time high right now with the Lightning. You think about Paul and Hagel and the combination right now offensively, it really has offset the loss of a guy like Andre Pilat. And as we know, he was a fantastic player for the Lightning, not only last year, but during his career. Do you have any insight on who this team could be looking at over the next couple months? Like we often have this conversation around January and February when I guest on your show, but do you have any idea of what they could be looking at? Because we all know they're going to get that guy and he's going to be Nick Paul. He's going to be Brandon Hagel, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think if Julian Breezewalk can make a move, if that's what you're asking, you know, if, if he can make yeah. a move to better the team, I think it'll come at either position, meaning the back end or up front. I, I think, look, we saw that a little bit, the waiver claim of Rudy Balsers. Mm, yeah. Nobody's going to sit there and tell you Rudy Balsers is a top six, but you know what? In addition to Sorelli coming back, when Balsers was claimed, that's when you saw the third and fourth line say, you know, we better start kicking in gear. Because they're not pleased with our job. And Balsers has some NHL experience and they like him a lot. So to answer your question, if there is a move to be made, it doesn't matter where it's going to come from, either on the back end or up front. I think Julian Breeswell would take a look at it. What's the perception down south when it comes to the Maple Leafs? Of course, you saw them a couple of weeks back. Alex Kalorn scores the yeah. OT winner, but it was your prototypical Leafs and, and Lightning game. It always seems to be close, right? I mean, I, I think everybody has the utmost respect for Toronto. I mean, I, I think everybody kind of gives a little jab at, at the Maple Leafs because they haven't won a cup in so long. But, I mean, that's not the fault of this current group. I mean, you could say the last couple of years maybe, but they're they're dynamic. And I think Austin Matthews is one of the top five players in the game today. We know about Marner and how well he's been playing, Nylander as well. I think the question you always have with the Leafs is what, what type of goaltending are you going to get? Is it good enough? Is it championship caliber? The only way they're going to answer that question is if they do it. But in terms of for talent, you know, pound for pound, I mean, they're they're right up there with the elites in the the NHL. What's it been like uh, for you? And I never asked you this question. What's it been like to cover Andre Vasilevsky? Like, I don't know where you situate this guy. To me, he's already knocking on the door, if not on my Mount Rushmore's of goaltenders period in NHL history. Like I think, you know how I feel about the guy. Like he, what he's put together yeah. in the first, what, 10 years or whatever it's been of his career is like surreal to me. Uh, but what's it like to cover him on a daily basis? You know, you get spoiled a little bit when you're around greatness every year. You, you kind of take it for granted. I, I kind of had that experience a little bit growing up in Pittsburgh because you had so many, not only yeah. Hall of Famers, but legitimately top five players of all time. You know, when you're talking about Mario Lemieux, Yager, and then you had Crosby, Malkin. I mean, these guys were fantastic. The Lightning have a few of those players. I agree. I mean, I think Vasilevsky is the best goaltender we have seen since Dominic Hoshik, if you want to just go in terms of ability. You know, obviously, there's guys who have won a, a few more cups. But as far as I'm concerned, slam dunk Hall of Famer right now. And I think he continues to play at a pretty elite level. It's going to be scary to see what his numbers will be when it's all said and done i think the one thing that he has learned over the last couple of years is kind of pace himself doesn't always have mm -hmm. to feel like he's on the ice you know when they're not playing uh the day of the game so I, I think he's been able to understand how to be a professional even more so than previously but i, I think he's the best goaltender we've seen for sure since dominic Hoshik. Definitely. Like, I have to get into that conversation, certainly. And I think when you look at the Lightning crease in general, like, I think he just knows which games he's playing. And I know every coach does this, but I think if you look at the track record, I believe it's three on, then one off, and they keep going back. How much confidence do they have in Brian Elliott? Like, I think he's a sneaky backup goaltender. Yeah. I think it's quite clear, like, if Elliott plays, take the over. But he gives him good enough goaltending behind Andre Vasilevsky, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I think Elliott... And I throw Vasty in this as well because I think their numbers probably aren't as good compared to how well they've played this year. I think their team has let yeah. them down a little bit defensively, and I think they would acknowledge that. I actually think Elliot could start for a handful of teams right now in the National Hockey League. I'm not going to really? sit here and tell you he'd be. I, I don't think he would be, you know, a bona fide starter for a, a playoff team right off the bat. But I mean, listen, Matt, you and I have this conversation about goaltending in today's NHL. I mean, 
after Vassy and a few other guys, you can you can question who your number one is. And like I said, handful of teams, five or six. If you were to sit there and say Brian Elliott's going to give you forty five to fifty games, I think the state of the NHL goaltending, some teams would probably take that. He's been good. I have no complaints about Brian Elliott. He's doing exactly what you want as a backup. It just feels like every player on that roster knows their role. And I think they're told their role if they're acquired. Nick Paul, Brandon Hagel, Perbix comes up this season seemingly out of nowhere, fits right back yeah. into the lineup. Like it's it's pretty surreal to me. And again, it speaks to the coaching and John Cooper and the staff there have done a tremendous job. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Steven Stamkos, of course, us being in, in the Toronto area here. What yeah. has he meant to that organization? And I always like to bring up the fact that, you know, people like to throw in my face and covering the Leafs like, you know, when, when's Matthews going to win win the big one? Marner, Tavares. Sure. Let's not forget, like, until he is, what, around, like, 30, Steven Stamkos was noted as, you know, a career loser. Like, he couldn't get the job done. And then the narrative has flipped tenfold where it's like this guy could go down as one of the more winningest players of his generation, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could probably throw the whole Tampa Bay Lightning core group of players into sure. that mold because it wasn't just him. I mean, it was the Vassys, the Hedmans, the Kucherovs. I mean, you do a lot in the regular season. People want to see what you do in the postseason. I think when everybody talks about Steven Stamkos the last couple of years, Nick, it's it's certainly been just health and being able to train the way he has wanted to. And I, I don't want to simplify it too much, but look, the shot's still there. I think he's made himself a, a more complete player as he's gotten a little bit older. I think his line mates have something to do with that. He can win face-offs. He goes into the corners. And when he's battling for pucks, he typically comes out with it. I think that's because he's been able to train a certain way and physically he's feeling really well. Always has that big shot. I think he's the second best goaltender next to Alex Ovechkin of this generation. He's just a natural. We know that. But you're right. It's amazing what a, a Stanley Cup ring can do for your legacy. There was no doubt he was a Hall of Famer. But now I think when you win a couple and you have some of the moments he's had, then it's fun. You can start having debates of where you fit in with those Hall of Famers. And don't forget, he's chasing a serious milestone right now. And what perfect yeah. theater would that be to accomplish that in Toronto, right? You know, I think there's always going to be that that interesting tidbit there with Toronto for sure. And I think he would probably love nothing more than to have it happen against the Leafs. Of course, we're talking about hitting that 500 goal plateau. So I think a lot more goals left in the tank for him. And listen, as long as you're on that power play with Nikita Kucherov, you're going to get some looks because that guy's a magician. As I say, Nick, he can fall out of bed and earn two points. And I think Kucherov's one of those guys that just has a way of doing it, whether it's a shot or his passing. As long as those two guys are together on the power play, who knows what they can do. It really is an embarrassment of riches, G. Like, even Braden Point, like, I, I think he's finally back. Is it fair to say that? Yeah. Yeah, he's flying. He's flying. And he's doing everything at high speed. You know, everybody wants to make comparisons, and, and that's fine. That's what we do in sports. But, you know, Connor McDavid is the fastest player, not only maybe with the puck, but without the puck. Yeah, Braden Point's, he's right there with the puck. There aren't too many guys who can do what he can do at his speed making the plays that he can make. And, you know, the thing about him, it feels like his game's not flashy, but he puts up flashy numbers, which is, I, I always yeah. think, a sign of a, a really great player. So he's been fantastic. He's healthy. I think that's part of it, too. You know, a lot of these guys were banged up in the offseason, got healthy, takes a little time to get going. But I, I, I think we're starting to see the Lightning uh, really turn that corner and become, you know, one of the elite teams still in the NHL. Not to mention, like, all the games they played the last several years as well. So uh, looking forward to that one yeah. tonight. Uh, matchup two of two on this season so far for the Leafs and Lightning from Scotiabank Arena. Greg, really appreciate your time today, bud. We'll talk soon, okay? 
time, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Anytime. That is uh, Greg Lanelli, game day host on the Tampa Bay Lightning Radio Network, and make sure to check that out. He does a phenomenal job. I've been on there quite a bit, and uh, they do some fantastic broadcast uh, broadcast work. Excuse me, out there in Tampa. So the Lightning in town coming up on Tuesday night, and again, as Greg mentioned, they're starting to feel pretty damn good about life. Uh, Anthony Sorelli back in the mix, uh, returned of course against the Maple Leafs a couple weeks back. Kucherov's playing better. Stamkos is playing better. Braden points back. Uh, Nick Paul has been a great addition. Uh, Brandon Hagel, like the list goes on and on when you when you when you you know handicap the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then oh yeah, they have Mariano Rivera. His name is Andre Vasilevsky, and also that Victor Hedman guy. Like it really, really is an embarrassment of riches, and it's always it's always a measuring stick game for the Leafs when they have the Tampa Bay Lightning in town or they're visiting the Lightning to see where they stack up against the league's elite. Uh, and Tampa is still, in my money, a very very elite team who doesn't really worry that much. I think, in my opinion around the regular season or about the regular season to care more about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Meantime, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. Okay, today's look is uh, pretty simple. Alex Ovechkin, anytime goal around plus 100 is the value you're looking at right now. And the reason why I bring that up, well, Detroit is visiting the Washington Capitals. Ovechkin at 800, Gordie Howe at 801. I think the table is set for history. The wings in town, Gordie House, former team, like everything is aligning for me for Alex Ovechkin to score that goal. I think you even look uh, on top of that at the shot prop as well for Ovi three and a half because I think he's going to be shooting. I, I think he he comprehends, he understands the moment. I know there's a lot of media in town as well. So Alex Ovechkin, anytime goal. I think tonight is the night to rip that. The Capitals hosting the Detroit Red Wings. With that in mind, uh, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Many thanks to Jay Rosehill for stopping by. He'll be back tomorrow to preview this one against the Leafs and the Lightning from Scotiabank Arena on Tuesday night. Many thanks to my buddy, my pal, Greg Lanelli, game day host in the Tampa Bay Lightning Radio Network for dropping by and make sure to check him out on social media. He is phenomenal and they do uh, fantastic work out there in Tampa. But looking forward to the Leafs and Lightning coming up on Tuesday night. So we'll talk on Tuesday. We'll tee you up for that one and get you set for the holiday season. Take care, everybody.